Hi, this is Stephanie with the Immune Body Show. How are you today? I'm happy to be here and I want to thank you for listening um, and taking this step to think about your health in another way. So today our show is called Chemicals 101. Okay, and I want to give you some background on some things um, to bring your awareness. It's not that I want to be a, a what's that word, a conspiracy there, you know, conspiracy theory person. Um, but I want to, I want to bring your awareness to maybe what you don't see. And it's not that you need to worry about it. It's that I want to help you have gain a conviction of what you can do. And that by doing small things, you are assisting your health. Okay. So chemicals in the United States, um, we've mentioned a little, a few things about chemicals in the last shows. Um, but we live in a chemical country and, um, and many things are odorless. Like I have mentioned odorless and, and we don't really know. Okay. We don't really, we don't see it. Um, I don't know how much people think about a lot of people right now are into the chemtrails and we know we have agriculture and so I had mentioned, um, the skin is our largest organ and 75% of what we put on our skin, we absorb, let's talk, say chemical wise. So if I use hand sanitizer, we know that has a chemical in it. Um, 75% of that is being absorbed into my body. The fastest route of entry of chemicals into our body. Number one is injection. Number two is inhalation, three is ingestion, and four is skin absorption, which is the last one, but it's something that our skin is exposed every single day. Now, if you think about shampoo, body soap, things that people put on, um, you look at the back of the label, you'll see all kinds of ingredients that you don't really know what it is. Um, sodium lauryl sulfate, that's a... Uh, like a foam makes foam. They say it's not carcinogenic. Um, it's still a chemical, but propylene glycol is another one. I've seen it on the back of salad dressing labels and propylene glycol is in antifreeze. It's not something you want to ingest. And being that we're exposed all the time to chemicals, um, I mean, they spray airplanes, you know, when they land in third world countries, they spray, you know, you get at the beginning of the school year, if you have children in school, you get the paper that you can sign. You want to know when they're using pesticides or when they spray. So in our buildings, at our workplace, sometimes in our work, in our food, in our water, in our air, it can be as close to home as in your house, in your schoolroom. I mean, it's everywhere. So what do these chemicals contribute? Um, fatigue, pain weight gain, headaches, sleeping disorders, not being able to fall asleep, restless sleep, sleeping and then waking up, especially if you wake up at 3 a.m. or if you have nightmares. Um, emotional problems, chronic disorders that we hear about all the time, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, Hodgkin's, um, leukemia, and cancer. Um, that's a huge one. And so if you think about if there's a chemical component 
to our health symptoms and we are able to remove the chemical component, improve our immune system, assist our body in having more energy, we can help ourselves. That's what I'm doing. That's the work with the lymphatic work. Um, so, and food, in food, fat, um, chemicals are stored in the fat. They gravitate towards the fat. So if you buy whole fat milk, you're getting more chemicals than if you buy skim milk. And I don't know if you're familiar with PCBs. I'm reluctant to say the full name because I won't say it right. It's poly by carbon bisphosphates or something like that. Um, but PCBs are soluble. They're fat soluble. They build up in animal fat and they, they build up in the fat among the food chain and then we ingest it. So um, um, I have some other things that I'm going to throw out there, other symptoms for you to think about, okay, um, if you have irritability. If you have anxiety, do you experience sore joints? Do you have dark circles under your eyes? Do you have difficulty concentrating? Is it hard for you to make decisions? Do you often lose your temper? Do you worry excessively? Uh, even are you resentful of, of your life or your role in life? Um, some external things that we could look at are, do you live within a mile of a major road or highway? Do you live within a half mile of power cables over your house? Um, do you live by agriculture fields where they spray? Do you live under a flight path, like the airport with the planes? Um, all these things, all these things add up to our everyday health that we don't realize. Um, and today we hear carcinogens a lot. And carcinogens mean chemicals that cause cancer. There are over 100,000 carcinogens that we can be potentially exposed to on a regular basis. And even medications, which people have to take medications, that's not something you can necessarily change. Cosmetics, women use much more cosmetics and face products than men, they put it on their skin, they're putting it on their face. It can easily get stored in the breast tissue because of the lymphatic system there. Um, so some big ones, um, huge ones are mercury. We're going to talk a little bit about mercury and arsenic and lead. And, you know, in the past we heard of the Mad Hatter's disease or Mad Hatter syndrome. And that was, they were using mercury when they used, when they made hats with felt and that was banned, um, in like 1941 is, um, you know, Mad Hatter. Um, and people were exhibiting symptoms of mild retardation and mercury effects of mercury date back to the Roman and Spanish empire where slaves were having to mine mercury. And within one day they would have fatigue they would have upset stomachs. With time, they had shaking, tremors, um, respiratory problems, and it would lead to death.
Sorry, I'm a little bit slow today. I've I've kind of had a slow week, and I've been trying to figure out what is it in me? Where is my energy going? Why don't I have it? I work on it too. Not, you know, I'm right here in the same game with you, having to survive and get through and figure out what am I eating? What am I doing? What am I missing? How come my energy's down? So back to Mercury. Um, Mercury is the most, I'm going to say, it's one of the most toxic, things on the planet, you know, on this planet. And, um, it's extremely toxic. It's more toxic than lead or arsenic. Okay. And mercury is in disinfectants, antiseptics, pesticides, insecticides, and dental fillings. And you can read the research on dental fillings. You'll see there's all kinds of stuff. Um, yeah, not as much as it used to be. And in California, um, I think our governor Arnold, yeah, he passed um, that all dentists had to get rid of the silver analgum um, fillings by a certain year, and that's a great thing about California um, because dentists can have a high um, dentists can have a lot of environmental exposure to mercury in their job. Dentists have high um, depression, divorce, suicide. Um, even dental assistants and things can have get the mercury, I don't know, residue or on their clothes because they're working with it. And then they go home and they take it home and it comes into their house. And so mercury is something that we want to stay away from. If you can change out your fillings at some point in your life, I recommend that you do. I did have my fillings taken out. I had half of my mouth done in Washington and half of my mouth done here before I moved back here. So in Washington, it was getting very popular. 
everybody was getting their fillings out and the dentists were hiking up their prices. And so I got half of my mouth done. And before I went in, I worked on my lymphatic system. The day before, I did it the morning, the night, the morning of. I did it that day, that evening after. They didn't plastic off my mouth. And I went to the bathroom after and I had like shavings, silver shavings in my gums. I made sure my mouth was rinsed out and really clean. Then I moved here to Southern California. I decided I got to get the other half done. And I found a dentist and he's like, oh, I do everything. I plastic off your mouth. I do all these precautions. I have all this equipment. So I'm like, cool. I don't need to worry about anything. So I did not work on my lymphatic system. And now I didn't plan this, but it worked out good because it gave me a reference and an experiment on my own body. So I went in, I got the other half done, didn't do any lymphatic work. My energy went down for about a month and I do like a 24 hour cleanse, 24 hour fast, um, twice a month. And when I did my first 24 hour fast, I had like these weird bumps in the back of my mouth and I knew it was because I didn't work on my lymphatic system. And they say we're, we're exposed to the mercury when they put them in and when they take them out. So I was like, wow, that really, it affected me. And I can tell you that from having my fillings out to all composite, I felt like my energy increased. So it's a good thing that we have that option. And so arsenic and lead, that's something that we, we all know about lead and it used to be in paint and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I just want to tell you where some of that is still found. So lead, um, canned foods, newsprint, lead water pipes, paint, as we know, insecticides, bone meal, glazes on ceramic cookware, um, candles with lead in their wicks so you can get unleaded candles and that Grecian formula for, for men to turn their hair back. There's lead in that. And cadmium, we know cigarette smoke, chewing tobacco. It's in junk food, tap water, soft drinks, coffee, tea, um, refined grains and cereal, and the application of phosphate fertilizers, galvanized and PVC pipes, um, rechargeable batteries, plastics, paint, and in soldering. Um, arsenic, which I'm always telling people that there's high arsenic in our tap water, and people don't believe me, but if you look it up, you can look at the chart of California and see the levels of arsenic. Um, and arsenic is in pesticides. It's in treated wood. It's in veterinary medicines. It's in antibiotics given to livestock. It's in feed additives um, for chicken and pork. Um, and the chicken and pork industry believe that if they discontinue the, the use for a few days before the slaughter, that that's safe for human consumption. So we're exposed, um, you know, all the time. And, and my point is you've got to remember you have to drink enough water and if you can take the chemicals out of your house, we talked about maybe buying biodegradable, you can make your own things. You can make your own, um, you know, aluminum is in um, deodorant. You can make your own, which, you know, all aluminum, they're saying, contributes to Alzheimer's. Aluminum and nickel is toxic in any concentration. Um, you can make your own deodorant. I got into making my own soap for a while. I loved making soap. I just enjoyed it so much. Um, 
I have tried everything alternative. Um, I've even tried toothpaste. And that's the one thing I just, I kind of gave up on for a while. And I went back to toothpaste. And again, I'm thinking about this week. Um, I used baking soda a couple times this week. And I'm going to try um, coconut oil, baking soda, and lemon essential oil for my toothpaste. I'm going to put it to the test this week. I'll tell you when I come back. <laughs> but so if we can, if you look at your symptoms and you can count your symptoms, five symptoms, not a big deal. I, I work on people that have 15 to 25 symptoms. I'm really good with people that have high level of symptoms. And so we want to cut back. Okay. Even if you have hyperactivity, even like fatigue, severe PMS, you just are so irritated at everything. Try an experiment, you know, try changing out your cleaners. I know you can't change everything at the same time, but you can do one thing at a time. Try getting rid of your regular laundry soap and doing a biodegradable or an alternative one. Change out your cleaners. Take the chemicals out of your home. Start drinking enough water. You know, start walking if you're not walking, getting in some exercise. And I just want you to see that it's all around us and there's not, you know, sometimes we don't think that we can do anything. And when we actually do a small part, it has a big effect has a bigger effect than we know. Okay. And I, one of my clients one time, sometimes the more toxic you are, the more consumed you get with these nitty gritty details. And that's not necessarily healthy. We have to have a large overview. Um, we have to believe that there's hope. We, you know, that you have to pick and choose your battles. Um, I got paid one time to go into my client's house and read every label and throw away everything that had chemicals in it. And I was almost reluctant to do it. I didn't know, but she just insisted on it. And so that's what I did. And we threw away all kinds of stuff in her kitchen. Okay. And that's not what I want you to do is get overloaded or throw up your hands and say, you know what, there's just so much. If I look on the internet and I really check it out, I don't, I I can't deal with it. And so I'm just going to turn it off. Okay. And so it's when you can make the best choice, make it. When you can't, don't worry about it. The stress in the long run will do more to you than worrying about it. So if you think about stress, stress tightens us up. If we're tight, it's going to impede. It's going to stop the movement of the lymphatic system, right? And so when we can't, like I said, we have to pick and choose our battles. We can't do everything, but we can start with something. And so I, because my work is based on removing the chemicals out of your body. I want, I wanted to give you an overview that was more dramatic, at least, you know, to say, well, I don't really don't know these things. I don't see them. I don't smell them, but I want you to know that they're there. Okay. And I'm going to, um, give you a couple, a little bit more information on, um, a study. Okay. And so some people say, what humans will experience happen in the animal kingdom first. We can see it in the animal kingdom and then later on down the road, it happens to us. Okay. And so, um, and we know chemicals have a devastating effect on the human life and plant life, ocean life when there's a spill and you know, something, things happen. So there's an article, it's on toxicity, poisons and wildlife. Um, they're looking at fertility in this 
study. Now, and this is from a nature magazine. It's an environmental magazine, not a medical journal. Okay. And, um, it goes back to the 1940s that, um, in 1940s, they noticed that, um, bald eagles were decreasing and two thirds of the birds were sterile by the mid fifties, 80% of bald eagles were sterile and that's just 40 years and they're they're saying that's because of chemicals
That was in Lake Michigan, a mink population dropped 90% due to chemicals DDT and PCBs, which we had mentioned. Um, in the 70s, right here at our own Channel Islands in Southern California, DDT and other pesticides were affecting the seagull population. And um, it was found that it wasn't just California, it was also on the East Coast, the Great Lakes, that the men, the male seagulls were dying off and there was more females than men. And so the females were sharing their nests because there was a shortage of males. Um, in Florida, in the 1980s, there was a, a chemical spill and 90% of the alligators disappeared after that. And before that spill, um, 90% of the alligator eggs would hatch. And after after the spill, only 18% hatched. Um, and then this is kind of crazy right here. And it, after years later when they did all the cleaning and they started researching, they found that 60% of the males had abnormally small penises. Okay, and even this part about um, female fertility, you know, we have all the, now today you hear all kinds of stories that girls start their menstrual cycle early, boys are having the gyno, I think they call it mastia, you know, they're getting like chest tissue that's not normal, um, and we know that fertility is, we have huge fertility problems today with humans, so... In, in the 1990s in Denmark, they found out that the human sperm count had dropped, okay, and the rate of testicular cancer increased. And this study included males from all over U.S., Europe, Asia, South America, and Africa. And they found that male sperm count between 1938 and 1990 had dropped at 50%. Okay, now that's huge. So why is that happening? So can you see the correlation? They've, they've looked at animals. Animals have been affected. We even see it on the news when there's a chemical spill and it's decreased their fertility. We have decreased fertility. Okay. So things actually affect us more than we realize. And like I said, we have to start with just one thing. We want to keep it simple. We want to feel good about everything. When we can make the better choice, we can make it. We can't. Don't worry about it, right? Drinking enough water, exercising, which you're always going to hear me say, moving, you have to start walking. You have to exercise. Exercise moves the lymphatic system. Deep breathing moves at muscle contraction. The heart does not pump it. Nothing else pumps it. People, there's 42 of serum-like fluid, lymphatic fluid that the body has every day. And that has to move somehow. That has to become clean. So if we can clean our body one step at a time with the basics, looking at our food, if we can add in organic, if we can use essential oils, if we can use biodegradable cleaners, you know, there's that aspect that we can incorporate into our house. This technique can help you if you don't want to rely on antibiotics. Antibiotics is a whole other topic too. 
Um, we know that we need antibiotics. You want when you absolutely need an antibiotic, you want it to work. You don't want to take it on a regular basis. You don't want to take it for something that it really can't treat like a virus. You want to do other things first and leave that for a last resort so that when you need it, it will work. How can we help our body by increasing our energy through cleaning out the lymphatic system by supporting the immune system? Okay. And what are, what can you do to add? Um, Hoshu Wu. Hoshu Wu is an herb, Chinese herb that you can buy. Um, okay. It's called, it's H O U S H U W U Hoshu Wu. Um, it supports kidney and liver chi. Okay. You can buy it. Um, you can get it in capsules and just take it, but you can buy it in bulk. You can buy it in a dry powder. You can go online and, and I, I'll post information on that on my Facebook page. I can do that. And my, one of my friends, um, she took the Hoshuwu and she goes, I would need to give this to my kids. And so she thought, how can I disguise it and give it to my kids? So she put it in their ketchup. She put it in their pancake syrup. She put it in their mustard and they never knew. And so they were eating it. Um, I have a, a story um, from the founder. He says that his brother-in-law was a severe alcoholic for a long time and just nothing helped him. Nothing worked. So he bought him a bag of Hoshuwu and he says, I want you to start cooking with this. Put it in your soups, put it on your eggs, put it in your salt and pepper shaker, and you use that. So he swears that as his brother-in-law started using the Hoshu Wu, eventually it helped his energy level, and he he even got off alcohol from Hoshu Wu. So, you know, plants are the future. Herbs are amazing. They are an amazing resource, even essential oils. They do amazing and wonderful things. It's just incredible, you know, and, um, I had an herb teacher, I had a, a seminar, okay. On, on a weekend, I had a, like a Saturday class and I had a Sunday class and the Saturday class was an herb lady. Um, and she came in and she was like really rustic and earthy and like she had long hair and it was all messy. And she just like had on jeans and was barefoot and, you know, a t-shirt and a hat. And she brought in this big bundle and this blanket and she laid it out and it was just all these herbs. And so she wouldn't tell us what they were. We had to taste them. She goes, taste this, taste that. Everybody chewed it. Now, what can you tell? Well, it's warming. It's cooling. That was dry. It was, and that's the property of the herbs. And she said, you know what? She goes, the herbs are growing everywhere and we don't even see them. They're growing in the middle of the freeway on the islands. And they're like, the plants are like, here I am. I'm here to help you. I grow, you know, just right next to where you walk and we don't even see them. And so we have so much there's so many great books and information. You can just access all kinds of things to help yourself. Um, and with that, I want to quickly um, just recover what I had said last time about working on your stomach. Okay. And I didn't give you working over the clothes we did on the skin. And I wanted to go over also how to work on your stomach over your clothes. Okay. And so, because it's a little bit different. And so on your clothes, if you just practice, if you just take your hands and you, um, just put your hands on your leg and you just do a circle. Okay. I just do a circular motion. I can take my hands again at my right side. Like I said, we always start on the right inner corner of the hip bone. I can do a circle. Okay. But I'm going to pull up. I'm going to 
pull my hands in the direction I want to go, which was right to left. It was that U shape. I'm going to do a circle, circle around and pull my skin. I'm going to let go. I'm going to circle around. I'm going to pull my skin up in the direction I'm moving, which is up towards my ribs. I'm going to pull up and let go. I'm going to pull up and let go. Now when I get to my ribs, I'm going to go straight across. Same thing. I'm kind of doing a sideways circle and I'm pushing. I let go. I do a sideways circle. I push and let go. I will have these pictures too for you. Okay? Because that's, you can also work over your clothes. You don't have to have lotion. You don't have to lay down like I said last time and put up your knees. It's great when you can do that. But you don't have to do that. For sinuses, all kinds of people have sinuses, especially in Los Angeles. Sinuses, you can put pressure on your cheekbones and around your around your cheekbones down to the side of your jaw. So I'm just really, if I, if I take my finger and I just place it at the end of my nose, just a diagonal, right? I'm just making a diagonal. Same thing on your face too. You circle and you let go. You circle and you let go circle and you let go and you're putting, you're bringing the, you're pulling the skin towards your neck. Okay. I will put pictures uh, and even how to work on the neck because you can literally combat anything you're exposed to with this technique. Okay. And that's a huge statement. Combat anything you are exposed to. You just need to know how to work on yourself. And it might be a little bit tricky this way, you know, over the microphone and you listening to me, but I can also put the pictures and the words and so that I'm being complete and you can have an easier time in understanding this is kind of an introduction and just thoughts, food for thought, okay? Food for thought. And with that, I think my food for thought is done at the moment. This is Stephanie with Immune Body, and you can listen to this on Podomatic. You can listen to my series on Podomatic, and go to Immune Body Stephanie Gulu on my Facebook. Thank you.